I got elk steaks. I got squab. I got wild boar. Is there anything you can't catch? There's a rumor floating around there may be a Sasquatch in these pads. Don't you know how much he loves this town? He feels like he doesn't belong here. It's the most exciting thing to happen in this town for decades. Well, I'm going to catch imps and fairies. Lord, I'm the sheriff. And if we're going to catch Bigfoot, I'm going to be there. By the truck in 10. Now, I shall try to communicate with the beast. The tripwire has just been tripped, so let's see if we've got ourselves a squatch, huh? Ah! Did I get him? Did I get him? Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 152. Wow. And my name is Scott. My name is Jared. My name is Michael. Nice. Nice. Is that is that the regular OG crew? It's the OG. Back in the house. It's we three. It's been a while. It's nice to be back. Here we are. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. On today's episode, we are going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching for our featured review of David Ayer's Bright, or I call I like to call it Lit. <laughs> Brit. This thing hit Netflix, uh, I think, around Christmas time. And it's it a is Christmas gift. blowing up. Like, everybody watched it. You've all seen it. Already a sequel. That's why you're listening to yeah, this. Yeah, there's a sequel... Greenlit yeah, within before. a couple of days. Yeah, Max Landis, the screenwriter of this, I can't believe the first in the Bright trilogy, perhaps. Oh gosh, yeah, that's where we're headed. Uh, yeah, there's a sequel coming. David Ayer's helming that as he did with this one. Yeah, because he was won't so be good. joining us. Remember when David Ayer w- made Fury, and you thought, oh, this guy might make real films. He's oh, doing the Peter to- doing the Peter Berg sort of route into. Nope. Making like real movies that are not just trash. I don't like Peter Berg movies, so. <laughs> but they're not they're not disposable garbage. Mm. <laughs> Listen to this guy. Listen to this. Someone guy. has an opinion. So you, you can subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes. Is what you can do, Red. We hope you do. Please yeah. do. Give us a, a five star rating if you want. Go to Google Play Music if you want. Go to TuneIn Radio or Stitcher, wherever the flying fuck <laughs> the dark on the internet you want to go. We don't want to tell you what to do. Just wherever you get your shit. Our podcast. Wherever you find us. It seeps out in, in a giant radius, kind of like Area X. It's oh, impenetrable. That's a literary reference I understood that to reference. the Southern Reach trilogy. <laughs> you can also go to verticalviewing.com. That is where the donate button is. Ooh. If you want to go there and support the show and offset the cost of seeing movies and putting the internet pie in your ear every week for free, and we're keeping the lights on, right? Yeah. If you want to help us out, click the donate button. But that's just for one night stands, right? Which is fine. Yeah, it is. We're open to casual encounters. But there are people out there who might want to get into a long-term relationship. More stable. the Vertical Viewing Podcast. And how do they do it? Like, what do they do? They surf the internet. Over to patreon.com slash vertical viewing. Okay. And then they can sign up to be patrons of the show. Are there different levels of being a uh, patron? There, there You're right. In fact, there are. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, there's uh, hydrogen, helium, and lithium. Beat you to it. Oh, holy smokes. Yeah. One, it's, two, it's, and three dollars. Basically, that gets you in the door if you want to listen to all of our back content. The vertical viewing vault, Jake Gyllenhaal, still inside. Along, He's a good sport, really. He really is. He yeah. really is. Along with reviews of Dune and 
Clockwork Orange, and The Big Lebowski's still fresh, still warm. In my opinion, fellas, the best review we've ever done mm-hmm. is The Big Lebowski. Tasty morsel. It's pretty it good helps one. when the movie's great, but yeah. I, f- I feel like we really, we really smash that review up. And and it's behind a paywall, so what are you going to do? There's one. <laughs> and thank only, you to our patrons for suggesting that. There's only that. one thing. Like, exactly. You guys are spoiling us. That's another benefit. If you're $2 or more, then you get to tell us what to do. So sign up for patreon.com slash vertical viewing. If you want us to review something, let us know. And we, we have to do we it. We have to do it. We have no choice in the matter. There, Asterisk. <laughs> a couple movies. <laughs> there is an email address. It's verticalviewing at gmail.com. Please at vertical viewing on twitter the instagram you know how it is everybody it is shadow bad yeah i mean you can look us up and tell your friends to look us up and follow us and hopefully yeah. one day instagram oh, I, I mean stops doing that so the dogecoin thing i used to make fun of dogecoin we actually would accept well i mean not dogecoin i i do have a crypto wallet so send on the dogecoin <laughs> yeah <laughs> i will not disclose it our theme song it is by the anti-theory so lit Next week is a big episode on the pod, isn't it? Sure is. It is. The first. It should be coming up on Tuesday. Yeah, so we've split split our big gala into two episodes. Coming next week is the Oscar Isaac Awards, in which we count down the best style of the year. New a new nude category. category. New category. Yeah, I like that one. We also not nude category. We will be fully clothed. That is another one coming next year. The That's biggest Mr. Skin sponsored by Mr. Skin. <laughs> yeah. The biggest surprise of the year, the biggest disappointment of the year. That's always a good one to the, talk about. The best old film of the year, which is a strange category and only makes sense if you've listened to us for a longer period of time cuz we go back, we review old films just like the patrons suggest. Mhm. Those are included. Right? Dune, Superman Returns, all on there. There's all sorts of goodies. Clockwork Orange. We're going to pick one movie we reviewed this year. That's a really tough one. This year might be the hardest uh, we've ever had. Uh, we, you know, Previous winners include Buckaroo Banzai. Uh, rightly so. I almost wanted to let and him win every year. Was Sorcerer on there, or was that... I think if we watch Buckaroo Banzai this year, it can go back on <laughs> the again. list, right? 28, it, 2018? Like it, that's all that matters. Yeah. But yeah, in 2015, it was Buckaroo Banzai... And last year, it was all Sandy. Mm. Unreal. So, yeah. it's We're better than the Oscars. <laughs> it is a really great episode. And then the week following will be our top 10 lists. So, just like Oscar Isaac is better than the Oscars. Ooh. Of course. Yeah, our, 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 of course. our show spans two weeks and is jam-packed. And we're just waiting to see the Phantom Thread and the Post. There's so Red many... is so excited for those. Oh, can't wait. And just the, the celebrities we have lined up for you guys... Uh, just you wait and see. <laughs> you don't joke, man. It's gonna be a red carpet affair in here. Can't wait. Yeah, let's get on with the show. On with it. Red. You yes. haven't been here in a while. What's going on? Have you watched anything good? What's on the menu? I've been a bit busy, but you know, being the holidays and all. But I did manage to see Downsizing very Ooh. recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this, you you disagree with Rick's take on this? I don't know that I do. I haven't got to listen to the to actually his take yet. Um, but this movie was I don't. It wasn't as good as I hoped it was going to be, but it wasn't terrible. Um, it it had too few laughs, definitely. But some of the laughs were really quality. Um, 
it was interesting in what it was looking at because I know that you said and, and, and that uh, you sort of paraphrased Rick as saying the movie wasn't about getting shrunk. It was about um, Vietnamese immigrants. Um, that's, a, a, I mean, that's sort of an interesting way of saying it, right? Like she, there's a, there's a, uh, a character who is a Vietnamese dissident who, who is in the film. Um, but the movie really is about Matt Damon's character and his arc. And, uh, it's very interesting. Um, the, I always forget the guy's name, the German actor, um, Christoph Waltz, Christoph Waltz is one of my favorite people. I just love him. I know people make fun of his acting, but I love him. He plays a Slovakian guy or something in this. People make fun of his acting? Uh, well, he, he sort of always plays the same goofy kind of, you know, like, um, well, I don't know how to say it, but anyways, uh, I love him and he's really enjoyable in this movie. Um, kind of a interesting sort of, you really have to suspend your disbelief a few times. Like there's some, some questions that are never really answered. Like I could, you can very simply just say, where did they get all their stuff when they're small? Like they don't have manufacturing facilities set up. So immediately when you start asking questions like that, you dismantle things. So it's clear that the movie is about other things. Um, and that was Rick's whole point. I mean, if you listen to, I should, if I guess. If you listen to the podcast that you're on, yeah. you'd know mm-hmm. what Rick had to <laughs> say about the movie. Uh, and I will, and I can't wait to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it. He just he called it like a, somewhat of a bait and switch. Is, is that accurate? I don't know, because... Using this, this shrinking act allegory to tell a, a different story in the end a little bit? Not really, because it still is about... I mean, there is some novelty to the small stuff for the entire time. Like, there's even a really deadpan joke at the end that feels like a... Um, like an animated moment almost like you, 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 for this, a long, this could be a Pixar movie. You forget for, <laughs> for a moment that you're, you're in a small scale. And so when they finally pull you out just for a second and you realize what's happening, it's, it's like an Ant-Man. It's the humor in Ant-Man, you know, when, when you're in his scale and it's really daunting and dramatic and then it zooms it's out a smash it's cut like, ting. Yeah. It'd be something really funny. Um, like stuff like that. So, it does stick with it, but it becomes about the personal drama of Matt Damon um, and his relationships. So, so is it doing a little bit what Suburbicon did, where it seems like it's about... You mean just sucked? Well, it's, well sure. It seems like it's about one thing, but then there's this other story yeah. that's going on. Like, Is that what Matt's, Matt Damon is doing these days? Because we're... That was much more of, a, of an actual... like. Sp- the movie wasn't what you thought it was going to be. This this one just unfolds a little bit uh, more in the romance. All right, than I okay. expected. All right, I, I feel like it got lost in the shuffle this year. I saw an article, I think, from Film School Rejects that just was criticizing how Hollywood is keen on packing all these films into the last week of December in order to qualify for all these awards. Yeah, and then people get overloaded and never see them, and and nobody can yeah. possibly see all these movies. Uh, th- there's, I Tanya and Shape well, of what's Water. Columbus, and, what's that? Well, Columbus came out I think a couple of months ago, ago, but I never even heard of it. 
That's with John Show, and yep. I know I looked it up. I've now. mentioned it on the pod. What, really? Yep, totally on the podcast. I remember you talking that, about that. That was the, the. It's like they're stuck in an architecture book. Remember? You might you might not have been here. You, yeah, you might not have been on that show. <sighs> yeah, there's. Uh, That's what the the trailer looks like. You're. It's awesome, at. man. It's awesome. But there's so much. There's a shitload of movies that come out right at the end of December, and this one I feel downsizing is one that audiences saw the trailer for and thought this looks dope. It's got oh, a like, great trailer. Like the scene where they're partying with the big and, bottles of vodka. Yeah. Not in the movie. Oh, really? Not in that the movie. That is hmm. false advertising. They tow, they're towing around Dude, vodka. Dude, that's false ad- fucking advertising. Right? That's like an you absolute, see the bottles. That's like an absolute yeah. commercial. Yeah, they don't do it. Damn. Okay, well, downsizing is in theaters now, and you probably won't see it because there's too many movies in the theater. Yeah, so try <laughs> to see it. I so think true. because it's... It, if you are interested... Is it unique it, enough? Yeah. Yeah, it's right. it, it's entertaining, and the idea is unique, and I think it's worth checking out if you're interested. Um, but if you're not down with, it's, it's you know a little bit of suspension of disbelief. Don't bother. Okay, you got any other goodies? That is all. Nice. I mean, I've been watching Mine Hunter. I can't wait to watch Dirk Gently. It's coming, coming on Friday. Yes, that's, that, that's your Max Landis fix. Oh, I actually really enjoy the show, so I can't wait for it. Well, we we got more Max Landis coming up in the episode. Ooh, <laughs> with, with 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 his br- right. his amazing film Lit. Yeah, <laughs> it's so lit. Mike, what do you have for us? Uh, I watched a couple of things. I've actually started watching Black Mirror because I haven't watched any of that yet. You so had watched none of it? I've watched none of it. Did you, are you watching them in order? Well, I started watching them in order. Don't so do I, that. I watched the first couple episodes of season one. Don't mm-hmm. watch episode one. With the pig. Yeah. <laughs> that was intense. Holy shit. Uh, and then I was reading about how great USS Callister was, like the first episode of season four of Black Mirror. So I just checked that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this show. Oh my god, like it's, it's so good! Eh? It's a great. I didn't know that I was missing this like sci-fi dystopian anthology show. This with, new one is essentially Star Trek OG, right? And it's it's a play on the well, 1960s Star sort Trek, sort of, but. The new season? Not. No, the, the new app, like the, the premiere one. It, Jesse Plemons is like full on yep. Star Trek. Like, if you saw screenshots of this on the internet, I think a lot of people, swear to God, think that this is just the new Star Trek show. Maybe. The, the episode isn't really that, though. Huh. Like, it was, that was a little misleading when they talk about it because he is a technology designer, he's like the CTO of a virtual reality game company. That he's got his own private server that he's reskinned to look like this classic Star Quest show or Star, like, so start. He's trying to make fun of Star Trek or have uh, comments on that. But the thing that makes this a bit more horrific is he takes DNA from his coworkers and then digitally uploads them into his server. So they think that like they are themselves. They are cl- digital clones of the real people. Oh God! That are forced to do his bidding on this starship because he can control everything. So he like forces like if they get out of line. So that's the nightmare scenario. Yeah, that's the nightmare scenario. So it's like it's really interesting. <laughs> this show is never fun and games. It's always evil. Right? Oh, there's fuck, there's, there's some evil happening with technology. Like something goes. Yeah, for sideways, sure. Sideways, for sure. Like dystopian 
There's after. some really good episodes that I gotta recommend. Well, I for watched you. I, like so. I've seen three: the first, the pig episode, uh, and then the next one of season two was with, 15 Million Merits or whatever. Yeah, or, with the Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out. Yeah. Okay, you which gotta was watch the super intense the VR one with the headset. Oh, I'm gonna watch so many, man. I'm gonna watch them all. So I'll, I'll go through that. Uh, I also watched The Greatest Showman, which you talked about on the show before, and uh, fuck, I hate this movie. It's so bad. Don't Rick, see it. Rick and I saw this, and I will tell you that I hated it, but look out, because here I come. I thought I, uh, I thought like I, the music? I, I, I thought I had a good time. I thought I had a good time. See, which is interesting, because I am a... I, I enjoy musicals. He's a connoisseur, everybody. I loathed this movie. Better than La La Land. <laughs> no, no, it is not. How dare you? <laughs> well, I mean... It is not. It is definitely not. Hmm. Uh, the songs are all very poppy, and they sound exactly the fucking same. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no passion behind any of it. Uh, there's one good scene where I was kind of entertained, and that was... The bar song, I don't even remember what it's called, but it's Hugh Jackman, Zac Efron, and then this bartender who's just throwing glasses it's around. It's kind of cool. Like, they're, they're pouring shots yeah, as the song's going They're like going walking on the bar, stepping around, singing, doing shots. Like So the choreography of that sequence is really cool, but then everything else is super flat. Like This director came out of no fucking... Like, you mean Hugh, Hugh Jackman? You well, mean? it probably is Hugh Jackman, seeing as... Let's be honest, Hugh Jackman directed and they this just movie, needed, right? They just needed someone else to, to put on the... Box it's cover. kind of like how Tom Cruise just sort of directs all his movies. Yeah, it's just yeah. sort of like no, do this. Like no, do do exactly how do exactly what I'm telling you right now to do. Well, I I don't want to. I don't. I think you're right. I don't want to <laughs> believe that because it's not directed well at all. Like this movie is put together in such a shoddy way. Whoever was behind the camera and making those decisions doesn't know how to shoot a musical. Like, there was no urgency. It just wasn't entertaining to watch for a lot of it. I felt there was a scene where there's all this cool dancing going on, and the camera simply, you know, moves left, tracks left, tracks right, and tracks back left. Like, we're just... Okay, this is not theater, guys. I thought that there the, are things that you can do, and the that's, trapeze stuff was neat, old school. Well, yeah, there was some okay stuff, but they missed so many opportunities. And I remember feeling like this for Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, directed by Tim Burton, who has never done any musicals before that, as far as I remember. Uh, and it was, you might as well have just been watching a Broadway play because the camera was so static and it just wasn't visually interesting to watch. That's how I felt about this. I don't think there was any redeeming qualities about this film. No, it's not a good movie. I can't wait to not see it. It's not a good movie. I'm not going to if see it. If you don't watch musicals, though, like me, I I had some fun because it sucks, and I never watch musicals, and I could just sit there and enjoy how much it sucked. Really? Enjoy the music. Well, yeah, you know, it, it was really dumb. That you know, It's really dumb. You kind of have a fair point. The movie itself wasn't great, but if you're not used to seeing musicals, it might be okay for you. Yeah, if you. you judge it against others... It's, oh, it's so bad. It honestly feels like a movie that would have been made in like 1956, and it's just another... Well, it's the musical craze, and ten of these come out every year, and seven brides for seven brothers, and here's another one, and you just shit out these cookie-cutter musicals. It feels like a... a a film that would be made in an era where a lot of other musicals 
it kind of seems Might be made. It, it's sort of like androids from the future we're looking back on humanity and we're like you know what let, is. let's yes. make let's make a musical because there's no soul in this like it's just a and paint it's by also, numbers it, it's also about a monster monstrous human being and that's very true very true well, you, um, you have other goodies well i think we both watched unless you already talked about it was it pottersville or pot yeah um, yes <laughs> i watched pottersville as well fucking hell Red is giving us. I a don't look. even know what you guys are so, talking about. Well, do you, okay. In November, we were trying to figure out what to review for one of our shows. This is behind the scenes, listeners. You weren't part of the conversation. Pottersville came up because that's when it came out in theaters mm-hmm. in November. It's on Netflix already. What is it? It's about Pottersville, okay. this small, sleepy town where nothing ever happens. Mm-hmm. Things are closing down, and Michael Shannon is from a universe where he's not a good actor. Yep. Uh, he what? gets drunk one night. So, the, okay, so the premise, I could boil this down, but I want to lead into it. He is the nicest guy ever. He runs the general store. He lets people run ridiculously large tabs because times are tough. Everybody loves this guy. He goes home early because he's going to surprise his wife. She is in a furry costume. Yeah, there's furries in so, this. So she's dressed as a rabbit, and then... It's the scene from Old School with furries, right? You remember the yes. intro to o- Old the School? Bang. Where Luke Wilson comes home, and his wife is involved in... Yeah. Yeah. But here for the gang. So it's Christina yeah. Hendricks, uh, dressed Ooh, in a good. rabbit costume. And Ron Perlman. And Ron Perlman as the sheriff of the town, dressed as a wolf. So he catches his wife sort of cheating on him, because there was like they were just rubbing up against They're each other. They're doing weird furry stuff. Yeah. And... So he gets drunk and puts on a costume that makes him look like a Sasquatch and just runs around town wailing because his, bro- his, his heart is broken and he's super drunk. And all of a sudden, news crews show up the next day for mm-hmm. all these Sasquatch reports. And the rest of the movie is basically this fake like asshole who makes this like in search of Bigfoot TV show for Discovery Channel or something. He's it's like, yeah, we're, uh, we're here, we're in Pottersville, and we're, uh, we're, we're looking for Bigfoot. And, looking uh, for the Squatch. And, and the, Michael Shannon is like fucking with this fake camera crew because now Bigfoot's real. And oh, he and has it's, to continue. It's, it's bringing money into the town. Exactly. It's he helping has to continue out. being Bigfoot because it's, it's helping the town out. And oh, there's all these goodness. TV crews, and he's doing such a good Michael deed for Shannon? the holidays. Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. Like, like I said, you watch you watch this movie. Can't yeah, believe that's real. Exactly. It sounds like um, as you see it, you think strange. Is Michael Shannon actually not a good actor? It's, no, he's it's, amazing. It is, but it, when you watch this film, it is as if you were peeking into a different universe where he's not, where he has no talent. Ian McShane is in this. It's the craziest movie ever, man. Thomas Lennon. Thomas from, Lennon plays the fake Australian. Yeah, like it's, Pottersville's crazy, dude. This is also another example, which I find it great that we're talking about this right after The Greatest Showman. The director has done nothing since 2004. This feels like a made-for-TV movie that oh, yeah. somehow got a limited theatrical release. But we're getting we're getting an uh, kids. An, what is it? Annihilation. Yeah. We're getting Annihilation, and it's only going to theaters for Netflix limited release, Netflix is a dumping, like, dumping ground. Like, oh my god, this movie is so bad. I lo- I recommend it highly, though. I think Pottersville is as good as Bright, which is not very good. No, but no, I would I would recommend no, I would no. I would recommend you watch. Disagree. If you want to watch a bad movie and have a great time laughing at it, 
and and maybe having a couple of tall glasses of water or whatever, then Pottersville is your is your bet because it is it is so bad that you can sit there and just chirp the living fuck out okay, of it. Okay, fine. It if you're, if you're like, watching it with friends and you're just there to make fun of it, that's all this thing is good for. It sounds almost like Strange Wilderness. Yes, it it. You know well, no, Strange Wilderness isn't even trying. That's just a silly, just dumb movie. It's that it doesn't even try. That's, but th- this movie is trying to be, I think, somewhat of a sentimental Christmas film. That's really get you right here for the well, holidays. It's a Hallmark TV. It's exactly director. that because it starts off like the way this wraps up is the town coming together yeah. to support Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Mm-hmm. Mike, yeah, support his character because he's been so good to the town. Judy Greer plays like his coworker so who's in love with him, and awesome. she's like, "Everybody, Dude, think of everything that he's done for this. Don't, because it's like he's exposed as a fake, and they're like, oh, you terrible.' But then everyone learns that he's so good, and he's only trying to help the town. He and did it because he has a big heart. Yes, exactly. Guys, it's amazing. It was so awful, you're, you're, but it's it's it is awful. But you watch it. It's like The Room. It's kind of like The Room. I still haven't seen this that. This is like yeah. one of the worst Christmas movies ever it's made. definitely one of the worst Christmas and, movies. And, and I think it earns that in a really entertaining way, man. It know. is so bananas. Literally, he's fucking Bigfoot, dude. Okay, I watched something... Lay it on us. Something not as fun as... as Pottersville? As that. I watched... Banking on Bitcoin on Netflix just because... I saw that. I thought you would. I just put it on last night when I was like making, um, I don't know, food and just it, the whole movie accidentally played. So, <laughs> However, I did watch a movie that, for the show. It's called Dawson City Frozen Time. Mm-hmm. This is an archival film, I guess you would call it, Ma- like made up mainly of... Footage that was unearthed from the permafrost in 1979 in Dawson City uh, as they were doing renovations on this old rec center that used to show movies in the 1910s and 20s after the gold rush. So it was like the end of a distribution line, essentially, right? So films were sent from Hollywood all the way the fuck up to Dawson City in like 1913, 1920 or whatever for all the miners and stuff because there's barely anyone left after the gold rush ended. And there's no way to get any of these movies back. So they all just sat there. Abandoned. Abandoned. And like, I think the bank was tasked with like, since they had vaults and stuff and these prints were expensive back in the day, banks actually were the ones who held on to film prints, which is a strange thing. Interesting. They were just told by Hollywood, it's too costly to send these back to... Los Angeles. So just dump them in the Yukon River. Don't even worry about it. Just burn them. Nitrate film. The film Dawson City Frozen Time, the documentary, spends a lot of time explaining how volatile and unstable uh, nitrate film is and how often it would cause fires. And it it had like a running list of every building in North America that burned down because of film nitrate. One of the reasons why... uh Inglorious Bastards. I knew you were going there. That's how we won World War Two. Yeah, that's when they killed Hitler. Is, yeah. uh because of film nitrate. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it was replaced with a more safer film a stock, more safer? a safer film stock that didn't do that. I guess or just was less likely to burn. But I don't know why this film spent so much time going into so much detail about like 
why this film was lost. It 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 shows footage of over two hundred silent films that were thought lost by Hollywood because a lot of them were shot on this old film stock that caught fire and they're alive and well up in Dawson City. Exactly. So the only copies of a lot of these old silent films hmm. that exist now were like unearthed from this permafrost cool. egg. So you That's get to cool. see all of these awesome looking silent films that no one has seen. I mean, granted, they were dug up in the 70s, but they're all strung together in a really awesome way. The music's kind of weird and trippy and doesn't work. I'm not a huge fan of this movie, to be honest. It's two hours. It has no very little dialogue. It's completely comprised of vintage really? footage. There are no talking heads. There's no narration. It's text on screen. Oh. So this brought me back to How films. How to do it on a budget. This <laughs> brought me back to film strips. Did you guys have film strips when you were in maybe grade five, earlier than that? Yeah. Film strips. So this was, you knew this was old dead technology at the time, but sometimes your teacher would bust out. The wasn't the, It wasn't the projector for like to play eight millimeter films. Wasn't that, because you always loved getting that. Right, the actual film projector. Remember that we didn't have that either. I remember having that. Okay, we're not that far apart, though. I, I guess you, you to, went to private schools, so he, he school. had LCD screens in 1989. <laughs> no, my school was a really old building; like we didn't have anything like that. But you'd have the TVs on those big wheelie carts, right? Yes, yeah. We, we had those. Rotoscoping it every now and then. Whatever content the teacher was giving us that day was not available on VHS, so we had to watch old school. Eight millimeter films or film strips, which kids listening, this is so archaic, you will never fucking believe it. Like a heavy ass little projector, you'd sit on a table and then you'd have a crank that was hand operated and you'd play a tape. So you play a tape for the whole class and it would explain what's on the slide. And at the end of each slide, it would go boom. And then you'd have the kid turn, like whoever got to do it was the teacher's favorite student. <laughs> And they got like, Mrs. fucking Krabappel, can I turn the thing? And you get to turn it whenever there's a beep sound. And if you if you miss it, the kid's are like, fuck, what are you doing? You <laughs> fucked it up. Like, it was the most archaic way of watching a presentation. And I remember... It was high tech at one time, dude. In 1930. Yeah. In, in Dawson City, frozen time. Yes, that, that it was. That blew people's minds it was. when they rolled that out one time. Um. I, I guess I recommend this documentary. It, it, it's not sustainable, like I said, for the way it's structured for two hours. Like it was quite a slog to get through, but it is an interesting story of of telling of its own existence. Like the the footage you're watching, how did we get it right? And how, what, what it got sent up there, buried for you know almost a hundred years, and now it's back. It's an interesting little thing. It's not even a Canadian film, so it has a cool perspective. I think it's a French or an American film, so it doesn't have the typical desperate Canadian. It doesn't have the Film Board of Canada stamp. Well, yeah, it's trying to be. Oh my God, we're we're cool, <laughs> right? We're cool, right? Don't worry, other countries. We are other, cool. other countries think we're cool. You we don't are to, a part of our heritage. Oh, that actor's Canadian, eh? Did you know that that actor's from Canada, eh? We don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't think I watched anything else. Don't think? Other than stuff rewatching from my top 10 list, getting it solidified. Got into a huge argument with Rick on Twitter. 
he thinks I'm a total idiot for how much I love Kong Skull Island. And I'm sorry, Rick, but just you have no soul. It's really fun. It's a fun action movie. And good. I mean, the trees. All of the character <laughs> the trees in the helicopter all yeah. The, yeah all of the problems the with the octopus. characters are are to me completely secondary yeah not even like i'm not here to i don't care what john goodman no that research was that was so the problem good. that was the problem with godzilla right like the new one who cares about was aaron taylor johnson i don't care about those characters i just want to see godzilla exactly that was my thinking bang because you can't like audiences what the fuck do you want like yeah what 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 do you want from us we we make a movie godzilla with really soggy uninteresting bland protagonists and we barely see the monster and y'all complain that these characters are boring and dumb and we don't need all this stupid information on these boring characters so then we have kong skull island where the characters are like secondary and and throwaway and and cardboard and not developed because we're here to see a giant monster and everybody complains about how the characters weren't well developed. Like I don't well, know. They kill most of the characters in the first like thirty seconds. There are too many in the movie. And True, like, but look at all these people. Yeah, at and least then, we nope, see Kong dead, a lot. Dead. Exactly. The, like and the fact that we get the reveal of Kong in the first twenty minutes. I I can't stand the slow trickle that we get in monster movies, we see his foot and then his hand and then his tooth. Oh, yeah, and we got to build up the tension. tension. You know, yeah, yeah we, that, that, was, that. that was the mistake of Godzilla because they showed us the other monsters. So they're like, oh, no, you're, yeah. getting, you're getting some monster here. Yay, this will tide you over. No, Kong, no. This, here's him with a baseball bat, <laughs> Redwood. Uh, I, I believe this film will be coming up next week and the week after, so... Yes, it will. Lots will be discussed. Unfortunately, we have to discuss Bright. Let's talk about Bright, guys. No. Yes, let's do it. No. I think we have to. We're going to. No. Lives don't matter today. That's it right there. Now take the little homie out LAPD style like you do. Oh, and uh, you keep doing all your gangster stuff. I'm just trying to sell my house. Don't worry about that. Everybody's just trying to get along and have a good life. All of the races are different. Just because they're different doesn't mean anybody's better or worse than anybody. Hey, uh, where's the diversity hire? I got a dude in my car. I didn't ask for it, but the whole world is watching. Boy, it's okay. You don't like me. Man, I'm not out here to be your friend. I need to know if shit pop off that you got my back. Can't hide it, Wood. Humans have physical tells. Like the face. What's my face? The human who needs a lot more conjugal love type face. Do not wink at me like that. 
if they played Magic the Gathering in Bright okay. instead of making jokes about Shrek, it would have been, been better. Awesome. So that was a clip from Bright. In an alternative present day where magical creatures live among us, two L.A. cops become embroiled in a prophesized turf battle. What the fuck? I don't think that explains that very no, well. because one of them is an orc. Bright is directed by David Ayer, and it stars Will Smith, Joel Edgerton, Numi Rapace, Numi Rapace, Rapace, Lucy Fry, Edgar Ramirez, and Ike Barinholtz. You love them, Mad TV. Yeah, I mean, what a just like you douche. thought would be in a yeah. cop movie. Uh, okay, guys, <laughs> we're here reviewing Bright. This is Max Landis's Star Wars. He said it himself. This right? is his final movie. Max, Max. You know what I heard? So I first have to say off the bat. Huge fan of Dirk Gently. Yes. And I do think I'm a fan of Max Landis. Fuck. And I think that a lot of what is not good about this movie was added on to his original uh, screenplay. And I want to try and Te- make, find this out. Tease some of the things out of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, for starters, did you like this sh- fucking movie? Because this is getting savaged by critics. Yeah. The writing's on the wall. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, I don't think it's very good. I think uh, Will Smith and Orky McOrkerson. <laughs> He's uh, really good in this. Uh, what's his name again? Joel Edgerton. Joel Orkerson. Joel Edger, Edgerton. <laughs> Quite uh, good, right? Almost, almost. They, they do... I mean, Edgerton actually does very well. I like his makeup, but the world doesn't make sense, and they make jokes that really don't fly. Will Smith's line about Elf... The elf that he's got in his front yard. Fairy. Borderline offensive. Um, when he says fairy, fairy lives don't matter. Well, today. and like how it doesn't make sense also that they're so casual about dispatching these these little fairies when they're all, all about saving lives. And um, so there's a lot of problems with the world. Um, but well, I, I think Will Smith's not supposed to be a good cop. In some ways, right? Like he's he's the racist cop here in a in a way, right? Will yeah, Smith even said that's part of why he took this role was that he got to play the racist the yeah. racist cop for once, right? Who can, who can you know talk down to his partner? Yeah, and and you know I stand by. I think both of them they were the high point of the movie was these two guys, um, but it got pretty high. Didn't ultimately. It? No, I think you'd have to be pretty high to love this movie. I don't know if if there's enough. I mean, we we do live in Vancouver. No, but there's not enough drugs in the world, no matter where you are. Uh, let's. We can try. <laughs> no, but uh, this movie was was kind of disappointing and all kind of like weird and stuff didn't make sense like the the weird chick coming out of the wall didn't need to be a chick coming out of the wall like what do you turn into that when you she make was kind of hot like there was weird stuff going Dude, on i thought that was awesome design. she looked cool it lo- like, like i want uh, i think that looked awesome as like a wallpaper well, or like in a video she game hit, she was hit with the spell so like this shows off how crazy like i thought that was a super imaginative use of magic that i've never really seen before. you don't blow right? up you just turn into cool like well, she was like statues. transmuted into this weird flower wall thing like, she looked like genova from yeah, final fantasy seven she, she looked like what somebody like wants to tr- when they try to make what's in annihilation in the bottom of the pool <clears throat> oh my god well it looked like magical terms it looks like she was cursed 
Like she was hit with a curse and then she became this weird like there's so many ways you can explain it. I just thought that it was fucking look cool. Sick. I thought it looked awesome. There but is yeah, I there is not, some cool design, man. I just the world didn't really make sense. Like or uh, it, yeah. It, it the world doesn't make sense. So the whole movie I'm just sitting there not able to get over the fact that this world is too improbable to exist. Like oh. in the world's worst way. That's that's an interesting complaint. Huh. Okay, I thought I thought the movie sold the gritty realism of like I went along with it pretty much right away. I could treat it as a cop movie <clears throat> and like enjoy the parts where it's just like two guys gunslinging and getting shot at and that stuff. But uh, I didn't for, like- for me, and we can get into this a little later. But I, I felt like it was kind of what Lord of the Rings would be if it. If time just passed and caught up to 2017, 2018, like what if Lord of the Rings just, you know, time, time, yeah, exactly. Time went, went by normally and, and modernized to a similar degree, basically what we have now. And then you have, we all had to live together, right? We all had to learn to live together. So like Walt Disney would not be able to exist in this world. Oh, so we're getting into that. So... Mike, what, what did you think of this movie? Uh, lit. Lit? Yeah. I Brightly lit. Okay, so there's a lot that's wrong with this film, but I kind of dug it because it was entertaining. And I don't know where people are getting off saying this is the worst film of 2017. Maybe it's because I spend so much time in the gutter myself and I just see actual really bad movies. Like this is on par with Independence Day regurgence. Like yeah, which was budget, which was middle of the pack. Like there's a lot of great. The production design in this is good. Like Joel Edgerton looks great as the orc, and the makeup lets him emote in a good way. Like I I was, I was sold on his character, but whatever his name is, (laughs) Porky Podrick Jacoby Jacoby Jacoby. Uh, Yeah, like he did a fantastic job. Will Smith phoned it in a little, but he still had his moments. Uh. The action, I was kind of into it. I, th- I think it was criminal how underutilized Numi Rapace was. Rapace? What, how, how, do, how do we... How do you actually say Rapace. her name? Rapace. Sweden. Numi? Anyway. Let us know. Like, her makeup was awesome. She's perfect for an elf. Like, just her bone structure to begin with. Like, I dug that. It could be that it was this movie is just right up my alley. Because I read shit like The Dresden Files, which is present day wizard private eye in Chicago... But there's elves and shit like that around too. So seeing something like this on the screen with such a high budget, I just really like to see that shit. Where you, did the Budweisers come from? What? It's still Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think that's why I give this movie a bit more of a pass than a lot of people do. Uh, because seeing this sort of concept with that much money thrown at it always looks cool to me. And I, I just like to see that shit. And it was a passable film. Like, I, I think the hate for this film is coming from the fact that it could have been so much more. Like, it was ripe for social commentary. And it could have had a lot to say, but it just didn't. Like, it, it became this paint-by-numbers prophecy action film thing that was yeah. only, only okay in the long run. At but the end of the day, it's actually 
kind of boring and not that yeah, interesting. Like that's my biggest issue. Enough. Well, that's the my biggest issue was, is very convenient, and it's like if you oh, reveal God. it yes. at the end, and just, you're like, oh, but remember, there's a prophecy, and well, it's just like this. And we had talked about it before. It no. would have been so much more interesting if Jacoby ended up being the bright, <laughs> because there's no mention of an orc ever being able to hold a magic wand. But like th- this is super predictable. Lucy Fry's character does absolutely nothing. Like her character is a throwaway. Like t- Tika, whatever that yeah, bl- Tika? blonde girl who do- is just speaking orcish tongues the or, whole time. The the, fir- the original bright. Yeah, like yeah. she's the, has she's the one who has the the wand when they come across. She steals. It. It, it, she this, steals the wand from Numi. This whole plot is a fucking disaster, like, Mike. How can you possibly go along with any of this? Well, we watched Pottersville, man. It's like, so good. That is so much worse than this. Oh, kids. Pottersville is on Netflix. It is amazing. So, okay, I'm going to compare this to Gods of Egypt. Oh. Don't you dare. Also, a terrible movie, but which, I, which had some interesting little ideas in it and was still fun. <clears throat> like, that's how this is to me. I totally understand that I might be in the... I'm, I am in the minority here. But uh, it's not like... It isn't half a star... <laughs> like it's yeah. it's not that that's bad. an exaggeration like that people are hating on this way more than they should i th- it's definitely not well wards material and i think three stars is way too much for it but i think like uh, i'll get into my review uh, my i'll bring you end. down don't worry i'll but, bring you i'll bring you right down cool cool uh i think one of the things i really dug about it was how the dark lord like is it, it everything has a parallel here there's so much potential to this world like you were talking about where are the dwarves well, maybe that's what happened. Like, maybe that's what happened in World War Two. Maybe the ethnic uh, cleansing going on was the dwarves or some shit like that. Like, just these alternate parallels. And what I dug about that is that two thousand fucking years ago, there was a huge war. The orcs sided with the Dark Lord, and I, oh, I guarantee you, the Dark Lord was Jesus. But how would that? Well, if the orcs sided with the Dark Lord, yeah. and he lost, like the. They pledged to the Dark Lord, and that made them... That's why everyone dislikes them. Yeah, I know. I think that Max Landis was turning this whole thing around. Like, Christianity... Nowhere is it mentioned in this movie. Like, Couldn't I, the Dark Lord be Satan? Well, it could be, but I'd like to think... And this is obviously me just putting whatever out there because it's left open to interpretation, but it's just his way of saying how terrible religion actually is <laughs> and that they rallied against Christianity. But uh, anyway, so you interpret all the dark imagery and the evil-looking orcs and the name the Dark Lord to point all signs point to Jesus, yeah, not, not Satan. Yeah, well, yeah. Satan didn't have anything to do with what? What did Satan no, I do? Don't know. I'm just two thousand two thousand years ago. Years ago? Yeah. yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing. It was all about the crucifixion two thousand years ago. It's a theory. Yeah. So anyway, it'll be explored in Bright Two. To sum up, I I liked watching bits of this. <laughs> uh, I thought the uh, I thought the design was kind of neat, but you're right; it was overall a forgettable, boring action movie. But it so it didn't stand out on one end or the other. You know how you would make this movie not boring is if Baz Luhrmann made it a musical, <laughs> or oh or, my god, Denzel like, Washington, Romeo and Juliet, of okay, Will Smith. Remember Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet? Yeah. Stylized, awesome, trippy, weird, funky, awesome. This bright is funky and weird, but it fumbles its kind of bizarre pre- like premise, right? 
So if you're going to have... It's because it introduces it and then throws most of it just to the and, side. And line. the graffiti that it's building the world with is so lazy oh, and terrible. poorly done. It looks so bad, right? It's This is a bad TV show, which is maybe why Netflix is creating a series out of it. But this whole world doesn't... This movie sucks. <laughs> this movie really sucks. I want to get. So I want to read the original screenplay and see if Landis wrote something good. You uh, think he did? Where they were playing Magic the Gathering, <laughs> because making Shrek jokes undermines the whole movie and just ruins it. I th- I think because this premise is so outlandish and bizarre and and weird, you can do it as long as it's in a self-aware way or or in a in a kind of pulpy kind of comic booky way the style of this movie is way too serious for the story that it's trying to tell so i think that's why where, where the, a lot of these one half star things come out is when they people step back from this movie and look at it objectively and they go what the hell is this right like it baffles if if they're not going along with the sort of fantasy elements of this, they just see a bunch of actors embarrassing themselves. But that's not being objective because they're removing parts of the film. Like if they're removing aspects of this movie to look at it in a different way, they are not being objective here. Well, not removing, but they're just. I guess they're they're not going along with with it I, as much as yeah as you are. Well, no, no, that, that's fair. Like, it, it's valid criticism. I just, again, think people are being way too harsh on it. It's it's probably because it takes itself so seriously for for the... Like the critics. I get it. You know, for you know the what? style, I kinda, for the subject matter. I would like to see a movie that like this that is serious and that takes itself very seriously. It it That is an interesting premise. This one, it's in the weird middle ground, right? Because when we get into the elven magic stuff, the wand, and it at first it was neat. I thought the way that neat, the way that they were like <laughs> neat. Um, the the wand comes out and and it's really intense and sort of you can't even get near it. I like when it has that enter that sort of limit, right? It, it no, yeah, the it, binding spell. Oh, yeah. The truck crashes. It's almost like on a string. Yeah. Right? Um, but it doesn't successfully make the fantasy and the the there's re- no mythology realist. right like they're trying to to like fantastic realism I, I don't know what what genre do you call this right like it's an inter- it's 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 an yeah. unsuccessful you walk mashup in, but you walk into a comic book store and there's a thousand titles like this right that are just like genres smash together oh and if you want to read saga like the new one the new trade oh, is yeah, out, came out. and th- you know that 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 series is so lit but this is pretty dim it's dim that's probably what every single reviewer thought was so funny you know what another problem with bright is and you know a movie's going to be a turkey f rating when you can feel the actors and the producers and the directors give up midway through. <laughs> and I think you get a bit of that with Bright. I feel like they kind of set out maybe making a cool thing and they said, this is not, this is not working. Like when you're making a bad movie, it sometimes becomes a slog. 
and be, it becomes evident to everyone involved. Yeah. And you, and you kind of just rush through the rest of it and get on with the rest of your get lives. Your paycheck and yeah. And I, I feel like there is a sense that some people are giving up very early on. At different points, they are opting out of the race and think going off they, to the sidelines. Do you but, think it's because they couldn't get through to Ayer about what this was supposed to be? The reason I ask that is because Edgerton is actually... I think he's pitch perfect. He's working Jacoby. hard. Yeah. Because he... He's actually, he, there is some comedy going on there. Like, he knows he's not nearly as serious as the other characters are in this. You know he what is, it's like? He is funny. He is kind of funny. And he has a genuine sense of wonder, like, later in the film when he's resurrected. There are no spoilers here. Like, no, no. Who to, gives a fuck? Yeah. To me, he was like, um, I, I forget the character's name, but in Guardians of the Galaxy, the guy who has no sarcasm. Drax. Drax. All, like, that's like a, a sort of a tired joke, and it doesn't get used to good effect i think that edgerton is sort of near the beginning of the film anyways his like innocence is a better example of that done really well and the way that his sense of smell and intuition almost comes into play is actually really well done because there are some scenes in this where will smith uh you know sort of might be double crossing his partner or talking behind his back about like you know setting him up and just the way he enters the J- scene. Jacoby will. knows immediately, right? He smells him. He's like, what happened at the station? Right? Like, yeah. So, it, so, so there's a cool element of where you're not able to keep secrets from, like, Will Smith. Will Smith is not able to keep secrets from his partner, whereas obviously that he, he doesn't have the ability to read Jacoby in the same yeah. way. So there's that element of like imbalance there and almost like his orc partner for the first time has like an advantage over him. Um, there, there's some interesting shit happening with like racial dynamics between partners. Well, Think of like is, hell or high water. This is another training day. That, obviously that, that makes the movie fall down though is like, because it's like, yes, he's racist against orcs, but like, are people also racist against black people still in this world? Yeah, or this, like, this giant is web like, of racism is, is comp- other races of, or, of orcs that are, that, orcs are racist against and like is it cross species racism and yeah are orcs orcs black people what's going on here well were those actually questions because the orcs are talking about being blooded and how they've got their their gang so they're not racist to other orcs they're just bigoted like if you're not part of a gang you're less than so they have their own dynamic humanity racism doesn't seem to exist which is an interesting thing to me because if if we have other races to hate on, we're going to come together. Yeah, if right? aliens came to Earth, then we'd be all like, yo, cool. Those aliens, though. Ugh. Those prawns. Those fucking prawns, mate. No, there'd still be... We would still be so racist. I guess. Yeah. We just spread it around. In the colonies it's, they you know set what? us up on. It's, it's spread around a little yeah. more, right? Maybe they direct it at the orcs. You don't really get a sense of how this world works other than let's just show some fucking graffiti. Yeah. We'll be and good. Some pop right? culture references to make this, make you think it's like the real world. But well, and that's how does Shrek get made in this world? <laughs> okay. Fuck Shrek. I don't want you to bring Shrek up again ever because Seriously. I would rather you be bringing up the fact that Joe, the Joe Rogan experience well, is, is in like this featured movie. Di- it, like what on screen. Are we doing? <laughs> I just I just want to quickly comment on what we were just talking Sorry. about. Sorry. Well, no, like this is why I think people hate this movie so much is because 
those questions do come up and they people want answers because it's intriguing right like it's you're asking questions about this universe and the film doesn't give anything to you on any of that so it's frustrating well that's where the people, opportunities well, are because people this movie, see what and it, that's where the failures exactly are. people see what it could have been yeah. Which is unfortunately more egregious than just being absolutely stone dead boring like yeah, Independence like, Day. Even address it. Just, just you know, is there other? But but it, uh, it goes nowhere, right? It's it's yeah. it's not paid off in any real way. It, it's just a dead end for the plot, really. Yeah, the plot just fizzles out. This is a fake movie, right? Like this is you know Entourage television program. HBO series. I'm familiar with the program. Uh, the program. I feel like uh, Adrian Grenier, whoever, that guy who's not famous at all, ironically enough. The guy on Entourage who plays the most famous actor in the world. Who nobody knows outside of Entourage. Is, is literally the least famous actor in the whole world. Um, I don't know if literally is the right word there, but... You well, you have to say it. Word. I do not you have you to say it. It's 2018. You have to say literally. I do not word that... Oh. <laughs> it's I okay. I think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> Um, but this feels like one of those fake movies that that character is making, right? It's like, oh, are you doing bright? And they're like on set and they've got a guy in an orc costume <laughs> and like, and that's, uh, I think that's the, the, the goggles that I think a lot of these, you know, so-called like highbrow critics are looking at this movie with, they're looking at this with just completely objective, like this is complete silliness right like this is a joke i see through all of this this sits on the shelf beside hancock you think so yeah which was also not a terrible movie yeah it is well no like this okay. is better than hancock see no yeah no yeah i don't oh god <laughs> <laughs> see mike doesn't know either well no like i just i i want to know where the middle ground went in reviews like there was none. Nobody gave this a chance. Well, no, no. I, I mean, in general, like oh, I, I'm oh, not going to oh, give this a like, basement review. Like, so, so, oh, so, so, so well, you're so, having a larger conversation well, yeah, about so, film so, criticism. So this being a one star, no, is because no one likes to give anything two or two and a half stars anymore. It's just like if you, I, I heard about this the other day. If you really want an opinion at a restaurant, ask the server what they would rate. Uh, this dish out of 10 but they can't use 7 because people don't like saying 6 because 6 isn't good but the safe is 7 so if they it, can't it, use that it's it's exactly the fucking same in reviews now I find this isn't a 7 Mike no no I know <laughs> no I know <laughs> but people don't like giving low numbers to things but if they're going to they give it super fucking low oh, yeah 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 like yeah there's, there's there isn't it's you look on those IMDb scores and it's a spike on the one out of tens and then a giant spike on the ten out of tens. You yeah, know? fanboys and haters, as you would say, <laughs> um, That's the scientific terms for those. But for me, the reason why this movie just fall, everyone gives up and it falls into the category of just boring. This isn't even a fun bad movie because it turns into this shitty MacGuffin search for this wand, and we're kind of just following through ghettos and gang crack houses and it's like bad boys and that I, stuff's the good part but i mean the, the i thought the action sequence is painfully bland and yeah well they they're the, i'm not saying they're good 
I'm saying they're the good part of this movie. Sure, it's all relative. Sure, sure. But why do saying? we why do we care about the wand? Like, do we have any information on on? Like, wands? I guess because that you explode if you're not a bright. But we don't because you get if you can do it, you can control. Fuck, you get whatever you want. Right? Because I don't care about reality. Because well, wands are all powerful, and if you get enough, you can resurrect the Dark Lord. <laughs> like I mean, I guess this film was missing. It, we open on Will Smith and his part Jacoby on the street getting burritos and this is a plot point we come back to several times throughout the movie where hey jacoby you let this orc get away where is your allegiance lie you bastard what are you doing and it turns out like it was a different guy a long time ago man it was it was some some other dude and oh my god it it ends up it's such a silly stupid backstory oh god it doesn't remember it doesn't. It pays, no, because the kid. I know. Turns it's fucking out ridiculous. To be the gangster orc son. So all that. Spoiler. St- well, see that has been used in a lot of good films too, where things come back to do it. It's just yeah. They handle. They it's handle. Like, them it's almost like an arc. Or something. Well, they handle them a little more deftly. Come around. Is the problem. I, I guess mean, is the problem here. It makes sense to start the movie here because it is sort of a prologue that we. Yeah. Flashbacks you several times, but I think what you need just a little bit before that is maybe a Kate Blanchett narration <laughs> long ago uh, when the earth was cooling. Someone's forged orcs in the fires. Deep of Mount in Doom. the earth. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Do we need. Is that, is that heavy handed or cliche? Do the, 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 I don't care about the wand, the elves, and I don't give a fuck about brights. The elves right? outlawed dildos, so they yeah. became, they became so they, brights. They became uh, yeah, wands. P- patronum, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. No phalluses. But why do I care about this wand and who gives a shit about because it Bright's grants powers? Fine, who we I don't I've never seen that. I, I couldn't care less. I don't care about brights. You just say well th- there are brights and they can wield it. And here's the thing. I I need to know why that matters. Well, that's in, that's an interesting point. Cuz Will Smith and Jacoby don't fucking care about the wand either except they need to stop bad people from getting it. They just happen to fall into it, right? Let the, just let the gangsters get it. Just literally let them get it. They'll explode. Let them get it. Unless, Just go, okay, grab it. Unless, unless one they, of them is uh, yeah. right. Unless they don't. Unless one but of them... they're all orcs, I guess. No. Not all, all of them. No? But all this bullshit, this plot fucking nonsense of chasing this MacGuffin around and stuff, it leaves no room for us to explore the racial allegory and all this other interesting stuff that you thought the the whole point of the movie was in the first place, right? Like yeah. The reason why we're we're doing this little switch up of... Monsters as as a as a swap in for racial. Yeah, I wanted Training Day. Yeah, and there's no reason why we couldn't have gotten that. There's nothing, it, and you can explore like it. You know, it's a fucking mess, and and we get bogged down with so much nonsense that we don't even have time to like, eat the the pancakes that we ordered. Man, like those feds. What what the what the fuck are they yeah, doing? in Yeah, magic movie? feds, man. Why do we have magic feds? They do, they do literally nothing in this movie. Yeah, they show up at the end. And listen to the fake story. Wink, wink. Why is it called Bright? Well, it's because Will Smith's a Bright. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the feds are just... <laughs> but it turns red when he holds it. Which is interesting. Isn't it? No. Is that because he's black? <laughs> There's like ring wraiths, right? Is is that what I'm getting? Like Tika or whatever is kind of one of these ring bearers? No, well, or, she's or, a Bright. But I, it, it, it really looks like these... We are the nine 
you know, white humans with long hair. Well, they're elves, man. We are yeah. the we are the nine. Is he the first human bright? Elves. Or is there no, other human brights? I'm sure there's been other human brights. Merlin was probably a human bright if he exists in this. So world. it's not like Ace of Base. Like Tika looks like she is like she got. So they got mad because she left the band, right? Yeah. So Tika she left the Spice Girls. Tika leaves Ace of Base. Fuck this. And then that's why. Well, and she took the magic microphone with her. Yeah. She took the auto tune. Abba was mad as well. Um, she took Numi's phallus away. But why would it matter that Will Smith? So he's a bright, or we don't really know if Will Smith is one. He is. He at is. The end, he right? is. Okay, because he doesn't explode. Okay, but because he's like weird a prophecy, right? Well, worth it. We don't know how common this is. Like they they, they say, like one in ten million. Okay, can be a bright, and then but humans. We, yeah, is that the number we're given? Yeah, and they can they can just wield magic. That's they it. They can hold the wand, yeah. He, he, so it doesn't make sense again because they're like, you can do whatever you want. And like, what if whatever you want is like, I wish that I lived in a world where the Dark Lord came back. Bing. <laughs> is it like a genie's lamp? Yeah. That's the. That's what I got. Well, see, I think that's we the, don't that's the only that's that. that's the asterisk on the magic well, wand. No, you need six that's, of that, them to what, get the Dark Lord. Well, that's what the laymen are, right? Like this, you can do whatever the fuck you want. This is the legend of the magic wand because they're so fucking rare, right? But then you actually have to be able to speak magic words to make it work. Oh, like, what? That Patronus? Yeah, Patronum or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's, so fuck this movie so hard, but. Why? Fuck. <laughs> that's and that's Scott's review. <laughs> no, but why? no. Fuck. No. I mean, just like Will Smith, what you, man. Yeah, what, I, I'm telling you, it sits on the shelf beside Hancock, and that's my summation. I don't know what you gave Hancock, so what are you giving this out of ten? <sighs> this one's like a. I think giving it a six would be generous. Big time. I think that... But it's not bad, bad. See, this is a four and a half for me, so use that it w- how you will. Like, I'm still defending that four I... Four and a half feels... That's, that's, doesn't feel unfair. Uh, uh, now I have to lower my score now. <laughs> no, you don't. I was going to just go, like, five, like, sitting... We're, we're talking about the objective reviews here. Like, there's a lot of issues with this, and I know you guys don't really like it that much, so I've been playing Devil's Advocate and trying to champion the, the stuff that I enjoyed about it, but it's still only a four and a half. It's not a one. <laughs> like, it's not a... No. It's not a two out of ten, which is no. what a one star is. No, and... and, and you if, know what? I'm on one of those scales that you see, like, at the nurse's office where they, like, tap the little thing, and, like, you, you tapped it, and actually I realized that it's not a five. It's a four and a half. I enjoyed this more than Justice League, but, like... It's not... It's yeah. I'm giving it the same score actually, giving it a four and a half, as well. I think that's fair for this. We like, don't really give out ones or twos or threes. I mean, maybe not often I, because I might have we given select it two ones. We select. We would just not see that movie. Yeah, better films. I've definitely seen ones, except when they saw that Ace of Cups or what was that one? Knight of, of Cups. Knight of Cups. Knight of Cups. Quite quite a nice one with that. I didn't think that was even a movie. Uh, so I don't that think is, it is either. <laughs> that's our review of Bright. We'll probably be back uh, on the streets of L.A. with Jacoby and Will Smith in a year or two. Because Bright 2 Lit is going into production, I think, like, really soon. Like, they're okay, fast-tracking okay, okay. this bullshit. Too, too bright, too okay, okay, yes. uh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually kind of excited. Get the fuck. Because it can only get better, right? Like, yes, yes. 
Listen to our feedback, maybe. Like this can only go make this the Force Awakens. I mean, it could be just as the bright. Universe. It could be another four and a half, but I think that they can make this a, an interesting universe. Like this could be a not so great first step, but if they really do the second one better, I would be okay making this a trilogy. It really does feel like a TV show. Right, you could have. But I like the big budget, though. I know, but you could have split this up into maybe a little mini series or something. HBO, like an eight-part series. Maybe not that long, but like maybe like four or five. But six. Just the standard BBC look like (laughs) six. This doesn't look like a fucking movie. Looks like a TV show. Um, like the way it's a season of Doctor Who. Yeah, televisual is is a term that is I see used for stuff like this. It's it's shot for television, not shot for cinema. Um, Mm. but that's a conversation for another day. Really, I wonder how it would look on the big screen. It would look like dog shit. We're not doing it. Well, you know, I'm just wondering because. A lot of the films... On a small screen? Well, a lot of the like, films we see, we see on the big screen first and then on small screen. What if we only ever saw them released on small screen? Well, that's the shame of Netflix. There's m- movies that you'll never get to see in a theater, even like 20 years from now. Who knows? Well, until Netflix opens theaters. Um, next week, guys, is a big episode. We're kicking off. Yeah. The Oscar Isaac Awards begin. Woo! The, ro- the red carpet is already getting... It's at the dry cleaners. Yeah, it's it's getting dry cleaned. It's being there's some weird stains it's being on it. Shampooed. Yeah, a little threadbare. Some, some dog shit on Scott it. Scott was was remiss with his. <laughs> what? Where's this going? Caretaking. Why am I part of, of this the red carpet? Why am I part of you this were, sentence? You were supposed to take care of the red carpet. Uh, where, where did we actually get this from? The Oscar Isaac Awards are coming next week. It is going to be a lit up show with fun categories. Yeah. Uh, our top ten list is following the week after that. So you guys, mine's done. Yours is done. Posted. Basically. Can you share it? It is. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll be able to see. Thank you, Dorco. Jared, yeah. I, I think Jared's top 10 list is uh It's hard to top my that, top really. I mean, who could argue? Uh, where can we find you guys on the internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jared underscore Sergeant. Mm-hmm. I'm also on Twitter at Michael R. Lind. Tight. Uh, yeah. I am at Scott Wilson BC. That's where you can find the list of my top 10. Red's top 10. It's really good. Uh, follow the show at vertical viewing email vertical viewing at gmail.com don't you dare go to instagram well you can go it'll shadow ban you for life maybe oh what it's contagious <laughs> it might be uh oh yeah logic virus yeah it might be like a strange don't emanating don't believe everything you biological hear entity uh go to itunes give us a five star review there go to google play check us out wherever your podcast Come feeds. from yeah wherever it, it emanates from that's wherever like it area, area from. x man it's where, all where does it cast every from? time i do this i feel like i'm talking about area x somehow and it's like our podcast is just like this strange creature that radiates brightness bullshit <laughs> no uh, you can go to patreon.com that's what we would love you to do patreon.com slash vertical viewing pretty cool if you do that uh yeah that's where you can get one, two, or three dollar subscriptions, hydrogen, helium, or lithium levels. There's cool reviews. Help us get Jake Gyllenhaal out of the vault. We got Dune. Come backstage with us and give us some uh, requests. Oh yeah, that's tell, what. That's the what main do. thing. You can tell us what to review 
our lovely patrons have requested such favorites as uh, Superman Returns, a disastrous two-hour and 36-minute nightmare. It's not that bad. The plane in Fenway Park is pretty cool. Yeah. Clockwork Orange is a masterpiece. So good. The Big Lebowski is the best review this podcast has perhaps ever done. Might be the best movie we've reviewed. No, we reviewed Arrival and All Sandy. That's true. And a host of other goodies. What am I talking about? But the uh, the year will be summed up next week, like we said. The year Uh, in review. But Patreon.com gives you the exclusive content. If you want a freebie, folks, what do you do? Well... You go you to go Patreon, to Patreon, and you look for the uh, the commentary that we did on the 2009 Nicolas Cage masterpiece. Uh, delight that is knowing it is a masterpiece. You're knowing right. it's yeah. a silent J. Yes, there and are then, there are theories we work through about Alex Proyas. Yeah, his our timestamp matches up exactly with the Netflix, Netflix. version of the film. So uh, it's super convenient for you guys. Yeah. And uh, you just sync those up. And Gather the family around, play the movie, play the commentary. Have it, a chuckle with us. Really fun. We're really fun. Well, you can also go to verticalviewing.com if you just want that one night stand. Donate. PayPal. Super easy. All our episodes are there. Check out the articles. There's all sorts of fun goodies. Are there final thoughts from you guys, though? No? Red doesn't try anymore? Mike? Are you going to take over this position? Well, you know, the no. wand keeps it vertical. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, he's terrible. What, uh, what is there to say about this other than...